Hey, it's LA. I appreciate you listening to the show. We talk a lot about the one-page strategic plan. It's the fastest, most effective business plan that we've developed for our clients. I'm making the full toolkit available to you for free. You get a video course, workbook, and strategic plan template. Visit lawfirmsuccessgroup.com and click the Get My Business Plan button to get it at no charge. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Ale Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And I'd like to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Joan Sebring. Joan is a certified practice advisor with Law Firm Success Group. Joan, how are you doing today? I am doing so well. Thank you for having me here today. Ah, I'm delighted to have you uh, on my podcast. It's always fun to get a colleague on um, instead of just myself. So <laughs> thanks for jumping on with me today. <laughs> and uh, today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be breaking down uh, a previously recorded podcast episode. And the episode we're going to be breaking down is one where I actually interviewed my friend, Renee Ross. Uh, the episode title is Law Firm Growth with Renee Ross. And Joan and I are going to be pulling out some of the gems and the nuggets that, that Renee had shared with me, and she's going to be breaking it down even further. And, mm-hmm. and so a um, little bit of a background on this. Uh, Renee Ross is uh, an attorney who has built very rapidly built a very successful uh, small family law firm in the San Francisco Bay area. And uh, Joan, as you listen to um, what Renee was sharing with us, what were some of the things that really stood out to you? Well, I have to say that I really admire admire her overall. And the reason that I say that is Renee has been very focused on what I consider balance, balance in the growth of this business, right? She wanted to make sure that she did this in a way that allowed her two weeks vacation. Um, it allowed her to grow at a pace that worked for her as well. And it allowed her to do this in a way that really enabled her to develop her own skills, learn more about herself so that she could be a fantastic manager of this business. And clearly it's worked because she's taken off, like you said, at lightning pace. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, I would totally agree. And it was so much fun when you know, Renee and I started working together. She just started off on her own. And one of the things that she was very clear about is, yes, she wanted to grow her firm and grow it quickly, but she also wanted to have time for family and she wanted to be able to take, you know, weeks off every year. And so I love those kinds of clients. Uh, Renee was one of the inspirations for my idea of building this perfect practice that we now we do with all of our clients. And it was great to take her on that journey where it wasn't just about growth, 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 and more money, more money, more money. It was about attracting the right kinds of people um, at the right time. So not, not hiring too quickly, not hiring too slowly, and then also structuring the firm right so that she was able to take that time off. And one of the things that was really critical, probably the most critical thing, apart from Renee being Renee, but the, the other most critical thing was the team that she has built around her. She has brought on terrific attorneys and great support staff that were all a terrific fit for her and her philosophy, and they've all grown together. 
And Joan, mm-hmm. just if you wouldn't mind, just elaborate a little bit based on some of your experiences with law firms, how important is it to build that team that's really cohesive and really enjoy spending time together? Yeah, I mean, I really think that that's part of the culture, right? The culture of the firm. And it's really, as you mentioned, something that Renee focused on. And I think the reason that that happens was that Renee, she seems just like a sponge for knowledge and growth and learning. She read books, she got a coach to help guide her. And through that process, I think she really developed a really good understanding of knowing herself. And to be honest, I think that's probably one of the contributing factors that allowed her to be as successful as she has. The reason I say that is, as she learns about herself, as she's hiring the folks to fill these roles, my observation anyway is that she's really trying to make sure she's counterbalancing her strengths and weaknesses as she's hiring uh, to find people that fill a gap where, you know, she needs that in the firm because when you think about those different things, that's what creates a really well-balanced team. And I think through that process of gathering the knowledge, getting insight through a coach, finding the right people, finding herself, she's created this magnificent organization where she can do things like think about balance in life, um, make sure her team has balance as well. And that is the culture she's set from day one. And I think it's one of the things that's probably attracting people to her, but not just people, but her clients as well. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on there, Joan. And and I've seen Renee and her practice grow for quite some time. And I'm going to give you, uh, for you attorney entrepreneurs, I want to share with you a couple of things. There were two uh, tools that I kind of pioneered with Renee and I still use, we still use it to this day in Law Firm Success Group. Uh, One of them is called the Ideal Org Chart, where what we do is we build out, okay, when your firm is really you know, ideally built out as big as you want it, what are the different roles in the firm? Like how many attorneys do you have? How many partners do you have? How many associates do you have? Admin staff, all that stuff. We, we just sketched that all out on paper. And then as the firm grows, uh, Renee was able to figure out, okay, well, we're at this growth stage. So I, now I need this person based on our plan. And now we've grown again. So now we need this person based on our plan. And it really simplifies the growth order of the firm in terms of who to hire next. That's the ideal org chart. The second thing, um, is actually something you can download today. So the, where we start with most of our clients is we start with something called the one-page strategic plan. And that lays out several key things that are going to be important for uh, an attorney to really grow their firm in the way that they want to grow it. And what you can do is if you go to lawfirmsuccessgroup.com, uh, there's a button there. You can click on it to download your business plan toolkit. And that includes the one-page strategic plan. It includes uh, a video on how to do it. Uh, and, it and it includes uh, an example that's already been filled out as well as a blank template for you to fill out. So that's something that I just wanted to give to you. Um, thank you for listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So Joan, as we talk about um, you know building up this, as Renee described it, a unicorn law firm where where people really enjoy Mm -hmm. working with each other and really enjoy and value the work that they do. Um, I want to go back to some signs that that hasn't happened. So when you're working with companies and and law firms um, and the team is not functioning as it should, Mm -hmm. what are Mm -hmm. some of the signs that you see? Yeah. Well, you know, I would say one of the things, 
um, is basically lack of employee engagement. And, and, and what do I mean by that? What does that really look like? Yeah. I would say that, you know, if you, let's talk about what it does look like, and that may better define what it doesn't look like. If, if you are including your employees in the decision-making process, it could be something as simple as whether you're ordering lunch for the day uh, because you guys are bogged down on some work that has to get out for the client, whether it's including them in decisions on how you can enhance their learning that's taking place, whether you can um, include them in decisions about how to market yourself even. Those types of activities promote employee engagement. If you have a vision for the organization, you include your employees in that vision and some of those decisions, they you know, I think we've even talked about this before. We People feel like they have a stake in the game, right? They want to be part of the success because they're along for the ride with you. Um, so what it doesn't look like is, you know, talking down to your staff because they've done something wrong. It's not, it doesn't look like um, working them to death and taking several weeks off of vacation. It's walking the walk, creating the culture that you expect them to, to live, and then supporting them through the vision that you've created um, and the growth that they're expecting from you as their employer. I would you know, say even as their family, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, if mm -hmm. you look at them that way, yeah. Um, yeah. Joan, I'm so glad we're having this conversation today because this is where it, I'm so glad we take a team approach to working with our clients because you and I balance each other out really well. I tend to be more of an X's and O's kind of person. So I'm looking at financials and I'm looking at process and I'm looking at you know org charts and, and things like that. Um, but the cultural aspect of things is something that I don't go to first. Um, I'll, I'll recognize the signs and go there if I have to, but it's not where I start. And I love the fact that that clearly is a focus of yours. And that is where you start with a lot of your clients. It's thinking about what's the culture and um, what, what are the different communication styles and what are some of the, not only the skill gaps, but what are some of the behavior gaps and some of the emotional intelligence gaps that the organization may have in trying to fill those? It may not seem as necessary to those of you that have come from you know a, a law firm background where the focus is all about doing the work. But if you're trying to build something special like Renee has done, if you're trying to build a firm that does something for its employees, that has a purpose, that has a vision, uh, these are the kinds of factors that you need to consider. And so, Joan, when you're working with uh, a client who is really focused on building their culture, what are a few tips that you can give to our attorney entrepreneurs now on how to start identifying their culture? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think, you know, when we, when I work with clients initially, we talk a lot about um, the importance of balance in, in one's life, professionally, from a relationship standpoint, um, you know, professionally as well. Where do you expect to go? Where do you expect your team to be in those quadrants? How much do you want to support them in that growth? I think if you can think about that, on your own, it's much easier to think about your team and what you expect from them and how you're going to support them. So that, that's number one. 
Um, number two is I really think you've got to think about how you're going to help them grow, right? So how are you going to attract them in the door? Because not everybody can can attract folks based on compensation. And certainly when you're competing against large firms, right, that is going to be a challenge. So, so what are you going to offer them? Is it that they get to have their, get their hands dirty on different types of work that they wouldn't see at a large firm, right? Um, is that the culture that you want to create for them? Do you want to allow um, them to do that type of work so that it takes you away also from some of the day-to-day billable hours, but then, you know, it allows them to grow, thrive, prosper, and take on um, additional work and bring lower-level people in. Now, that's an assumption that you want to actually grow in terms of headcount. I know some of the folks that we work with only want to have one or two folks within their firm. So, number one, um, think about your balance, what you expect from them, and how you're going to support them. Uh, Number two is think about how are you going to help them grow? How are you going to attract them in the door and then thrive within the organization? And then I would say third is how do you keep them engaged? How do you, if it's important for you to have longevity in the people that you're bringing on board, what are you going to do to retain them? How are you going to make them feel like this is where they want to come every day? And ways to do that uh, are things that, you know, we've, we've, touch upon such as training, growth in in activities and the different types of legal work that they do. Um, It may be managing an intern that comes in, but it's always about growth and opportunity for the person um, as long as that's the culture that you want to build. So that really is dependent on each client. Some people may not want to build that culture, and that's the beauty of what we do is it's a decision that we we just help clarify on behalf of our clients. Fantastic, Joan. Thank you so much for unpacking that for our attorney entrepreneurs. And as we're wrapping this up, any closing thoughts that you have on the episode Law Firm Growth with Renee Ross? Yeah, I think there were a few things that we talked about a little bit. We talked about vision, a vision for a firm. I think it's foundational in building that culture, attracting people, but being consistent and methodical about your approach of how you're going to build out your practice is also important. And certainly the strategic plan comes into play. Um, and, and that model that you mentioned in terms of hiring is also paramount. Um, I also think that one of the things we didn't talk about is the the factor of trust. Um, If you need trust from your clients, but you also need trust from your employees. So the more that you can exhibit that from both angles, I think it's also going to help as we think about ways to grow your business. I couldn't agree more. Joan, fantastic points. Thank you so much for helping me break down this awesome episode. And uh, for you attorney entrepreneurs out there, make sure you take a listen to it. Uh, There are so many things that Joan and I haven't even talked about that Renee brings up. So uh, it's a cool episode and well worth checking out. Uh, Joan, again, thank you so much for your time today. I am so thankful. for Thank you for having me. And I hope everybody enjoys the episode. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. 
One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.